Hi, this is Lisa, and you are listening to Branching Out, an upbeat, friend-building, Christian-uniting ministry. We discuss current issues in our Christian faith, we chat about our lives, do a devotional, and offer prayers and praise that you share with us. Never be alone. Join us. You can reach us at our website, branchliving.com, and through Facebook at Branch Living. There we have an international community, and it would be a privilege to have you join us. You can comment there, post photos, prayer requests, praise reports. So join us on Facebook at Branch Living. You can also always email your prayer requests and praise reports to me at lisa at branchliving.com. We try to podcast two to three times each week, and we begin a little bit about the day. We share a prayer and open our time together, but the heart of our podcast is our Branch Living message. We talk about issues in our lives there, and then we move to Christian news, views, events, or just a happy story uh, that we all need this time of year. Uh, interesting happenings in our t- in today's Christian family. And then we have a brief devotion to conclude with, written by one of our Christian greats. And right now, we are reading Spurgeon. We then end with your prayers and your praise reports. So join us and spread the word. We would love to hear from you. And with that, let's join the Lord in prayer. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity to come together at the end of this week as we look forward to a weekend and um, more uh, longer days, which are great, and this brand new year. Father, there's been a lot of turmoil in uh, different parts of the world this week, and we acknowledge that and we bring that before you, and we ask for your perfect peace. We ask that you unite us and uh, help us be sources of bringing people together, particularly our Christian brothers and sisters, but also our community members. We ask you to inspire us in how we can be uh, your hands and your feet in a representation of your peace and uh, really strive to end the division that is so strong right now. So Father, please do bless us. Please bring us together. Please let us know that we have your support, your ongoing guidance, and also the support of each other. We pray this in your precious name. Amen. Well, we are on the relationship part of Branch Living today. And um, uh, one of the things I want to talk about is coworkers. And I do have a full-time day job, as I'm sure many of you do. And um, one thing that you learn very quickly when you are in the work world is that just as you don't get to pick your family members, you certainly don't get to pick your coworkers in most cases. Uh, many of us spend more time with our coworkers than with our family members and friends. And so it's just so important that we can have good, harmonious relationships at work. Um, and so here are a few tips that I try to remember. Um, first of all, I try to follow Jesus's commandment of love your neighbor. And in this case, love your coworker as you love yourself. And one really good way to do this is to find out what interests your coworkers have and ask questions about those interests. Ask about their family members or their pets. Show interest in what they're interested in and show genuine caring about them as people, not just coworkers. A second tip I learned from Mary Kay, uh, the creator of Mary Kay Cosmetics, and she famously said that each time you see a person, you should imagine that they are wearing a sign around their neck that says, make me feel special. Because who doesn't want to feel special? 
And isn't it wonderful when someone you know personally knows how to make you feel special? So know your coworkers, know what they like. It can be small things like the type of candy bar that they like or the type of jokes that they like or what television shows they watch. And then just, you know, really engage in conversation around those things or bring them their favorite coffee or candy bar, but really make them feel special because each person is uniquely created in God's image and every person does deserve to be special because they are. Um, at the place where I work, we do a kind of a community building um, work together, education series, and it's called Language of Caring. And it has different modules that you study. And the whole thing is to make us not just talk out of our heads, but also to talk out of our hearts so that uh, we really do treat people as people and not just cogs in a, in a bigger wheel uh, called our business. But uh, one of those modules that we learned, and I found it to be really, really valuable, is the practice of presence. So during the day, and this is one I really do have to work on myself, I have to tell you, but um, just stop and really listen to the people you work with, even if it's just for a few minutes. Uh, give them your full attention, put down your devices, move away from your computer, and really listen. And you know, this is a real, this is a lost art because more and more we are becoming so conditioned with our devices and our phones that we tend to spend a tremendous amount of time uh, searching them, looking at them, listening to them uh, beep when a message comes through. And uh, nothing replaces face-to-face -face relationships. Nothing replaces direct dialogue. Uh, I can't wait to get away from Zoom for a while. I don't know about all of you, but um, Zoom is a wonderful tool but it does not substitute for real engagement and real get-togethers or real in-person meetings. So uh, just every once in a while, remember to be present for the people that you are associating with and you know, look them in the eyes, connect with them as people, uh, listen to what they have to say, and really just practice, we call it practicing presence, practice presence. And the tips that I'm sharing today are really good for family as well, so I'm sharing them in the uh, structure of coworkers, but but definitely you can you can use most of these with your family, with your friends. They're just good person-to-person -person tools. Um, so I talked about the language of caring, and in the language of caring, as I said, we learn uh, to speak not only from our head but also from our heart, and that is really showing caring and compassion. You know, we do more than work um, on, during our day and we're more than just people at work. So demonstrate that you know this with the people in your lives. One thing that we challenge all of the staff uh, where I work to do, and it's really just kind of become second nature to us now, is it used to be when we used to dash off an email to each other, we would just start off, oh, by the way, I wanted to tell you, or could you look into this for me? Just those really quick, you know, snap, snap, uh, this is what I need you to do. And what we learned through one of our modules and that's called Heart Head Heart is start off your email deliberately either with something that's kind of a very nice pick-me-up or a question about them, uh, something personal, then go into your email and then add end with another heart message. So it might go something like this. Um, hey Sadie, uh, that was a great Cardinals baseball game yesterday, wasn't it? I hope you had a chance to watch it. I know that's your favorite team. Then you go into your email. Um, I wanted to talk to you about blah, 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 blah. 
and then you can end by saying something like uh, hope hope you can make it to the next game or um, go cards or something like that you get the message it begins with something upbeat happy engaging interesting moving into the body and then ending with it now we got so used to it at work that we were doing it with all the emails so if you sent somebody 10 emails in a day we were at first doing this heart head heart heart head heart and we learned that it's okay once you once you do a couple of those you don't need to do it with every message but each unique person that we reach out to during the day we do try to let them know that we're writing a person, we care about that person, we're interested in that person, but this is something I need to talk to you about and then end with something upbeat. And it really has kind of changed the climate because when people write you back then, they write a really quick note like, yeah, that was a great game, or, ah, oh, no, I didn't get to see it, when's the next one? Or, and then they go into their message. And it's a way just of keeping that humanness that we need at, at work. So again, the, the lesson is don't just speak from your head, but also speak from your heart. Another uh, tip that I would bring that I've learned, and I can tell you I'm not as good at this as some people because I'm just not natural with humor. Um, I enjoy humor, I love humor, I love engaging in humor, but some people just have this tremendous gift for bringing humor to the table in an appropriate way. They're just good at it. Um, we can all though try to lighten the mood and just enjoy a good laugh. And laughter can, can really diffuse a, a difficult situation. It can break the ice and it just really creates a nice environment to work in. So if humor does not come naturally to you, you can always tell a funny story that you heard, you know, of course, as long as it's appropriate, tell a joke, one of the great ways to break the ice is uh, poke fun at yourself a little bit lightly. People like to be around fun-loving people. You know, they like to be around people that are joyous. And uh, be that person for them, even if it's not natural to you. They will appreciate the fact that you're trying to bring joy into that situation. You know, and then share joy, love, and faith that you have in your heart. You know, Jesus calls us to be the salt of the earth and the lamp that's up on the table. You know, don't cover your lamp. Um, be salt, be light. You may work in a secular job where you can't discuss your faith, but you can certainly reflect that faith and people will notice. Uh, they really will. One of the biggest compliments I ever received from a coworker uh, was when she retired and she was writing notes to different people in the organization and she wrote a note um, about me and I, I got to see it which was a joy and she said you know one thing I, I really appreciate about Lisa is that she is a Christian woman um, and, and what better compliment is it than that it's not that I go around sharing my Christian faith much at work um, I do when other Christians talk to me or when people ask me but um, the fact that she could see that I demonstrated my Christian faith in what I do was such a joy. And so just really try to be that, that light, really try to be that salt um, at your workplace. And, and as I said, all of these tips that I'm sharing today are tips that I remind myself of and um, are also good to use with our family and friends. So I just challenge you this weekend, as we're coming up on a weekend, those of you who do work, uh, to ask yourself, how can I be a better coworker with the people around me? How can I not just want joy in my workplace, but how can I be joy in my workplace? And a good challenge for all of us in these days where 
where sometimes joy is just not present and we need to bring it to our workplaces. So amen to that. Well, I was looking at stories of Christian news and certainly there's a lot of interesting news and I may share that at another date. Uh, one story I was going to share is how um, they found in the archaeological dig the dance floor where uh, Herod had his stepdaughter uh, dance for him and she asked for the head of John the Baptist. It's a pretty interesting article but you know I really thought today in light of kind of the clunky way this new year has started off with the pandemic and with unrest politically here in America and just kind of a, a down period for us still. We were all anxious to turn that calendar and I don't think we turned it enough yet, but we're, we're getting there. But I wanted to share something that was really uplifting and a story that really convicted me too, to make me think, you know, would I do this? And I, I honestly don't know if I would. Um, I'm hoping I would, especially having read this, but it's an inspiring story of somebody who did something that was quite remarkable. Um, so, the story is about Howard Kirby of Ovid, Michigan. He bought a $70 used couch one year ago from Habitat of Humanity uh, Restore in a town close to him. But he and his family soon became suspicious that something was amiss because one of the cushions was just unusually hard. So his daughter-in-law opened the cushion and found loads of cash. $43,170 worth. So although Kirby was told by an attorney that he had the legal right to keep that money, the small town man chose to return the money to its owner, the family who donated the couch. He later learned that the family's deceased grandfather had stashed the money into the cushion. Kirby could have used that money to pay off his house. But what he said, and I quote, is the Holy Spirit just came over me and said, no, that's really not your money. So, you know, what a, what a conviction that is and, and that he listened to it. So the story made national and international headlines. And when word got out about Kirby's good deed, the community responded. Strangers donated the labor and materials for a new floor and roof for Kirby's house and a Canadian man started a GoFundMe account that raised $15,000 for Kirby. It really reestablished my feelings towards mankind itself, Kirby said. The, in the world, there are so many good people out there, whatever they believe in, there's a lot of bad people and evil in the world that shows up, but we remember the evil a lot more when, when anything that happens, happens that's bad. But when, but when I'm happy that what I did encouraged so many people, it makes me feel good because I was able to put out there how I believe in Christ and that is what Jesus would do. So I'm sorry about the clunkiness of that, but he kind of talked in a, in a dotted way and it's hard to describe that. But he's saying that in the world, there are many good people out there, but there are also a lot of bad people. And we remember the evil stories, right? We remember, as he puts it, when evil shows up. Um, but he was very happy that what he did encouraged so many people because when he was talked to and when he was able to get his story out there, um, he was able to mention that the reason he did that was because of his faith in Jesus Christ. So Kirby went on then um, to say that um, 
One year after returning the $43,000 in cash from the secondhand couch he had recently bought, he said he would do it all over again. And the reason he would do it all over again was simply because that's what Jesus would have done. So he concludes by saying, despite the pandemic, despite a surgery to remove a kidney, Kirby's had a great year. His 11th grandchild was born. His son and daughter-in-law bought a home nearby. They had previously lived with him during a stretch of unemployment. And he ends by telling this um, news agency called M Live. that's where I got the story, I've been blessed. There's been a lot of things that happened that I wish never did, but then that's part of life. I don't get discouraged, and when I do, I look back at what happened at that time. I never expected any of this to happen. It's been a difficult, but it has been a wonderful year. And wouldn't it be great if when we reflect back over the year that we've had in 2020 and now kind of the start of 2021, if we could make that statement. It has been a difficult, but it has been a wonderful year. So let's today focus just as he did on the wonderful uh, things that do happen in life when we follow our good God. And also to focus on listening to Jesus because you know the Holy Spirit spoke to this gentleman and said, this really isn't yours. And I think we need to listen for that voice more in our lives. I felt that way when I read this story. I thought, you know, I really need to listen to that voice more too and listen for that voice more. And then the wonderful thing that I took from this too was when he had an opportunity for publicity, when he had an opportunity and the world wanted him to talk about how good he had been, that's not what the message he gave. The message he gave was that he did all of this because of Jesus, because of his faith in Jesus. And, and that's what we're all called on to do because any goodness that's within us is because of Jesus and, and he really reflected that well. He was salt and he was light as we talked about earlier. So what a great story. Um, I'm going to move into our devotion now and this is again is from Spurgeon and some of the language is a little bit antiquated so I'm going to try to uh, pick it up and, and modernize it just a bit so it's not so hard to listen to but it's really a great uh, message for this uh, message that we had today. So this is from uh, one of the Psalms, um, and it's uh, Psalm 52, I believe. And so it starts off by Spurgeon saying, delight in, the divine, delight in the divine service is a token of acceptance. Those who serve God with a sad face because they do what is unpleasant to them are not serving him at all. They bring that sad face to the work world and life seems absent. Our God requires no slave to graze his throne. He is the Lord of the empire of love and would have his servants dress in their greatest joy. The angels of God serve him with songs, not with groans. A murmur or a sigh would be mutiny in their ranks. That obedience which is not voluntary is disobedience. For the Lord looks at your heart, and if he sees that we serve him with, from force, and not because we love him, he will reject our offering. Service coupled with cheerfulness is heart service, and therefore it is true. Take away joyful willingness from a Christian and you have removed the test of his sincerity. If a man is driven to battle, he is no patriot, 
but he who marches into the fray with a flashing eye and a beaming face singing, it is sweet for one's country to die, proves himself to be sincere in his patriotism. Cheerfulness is the support of our strength. In the joy of the Lord, we are strong. It acts like the remover of difficulties. It is to our service what oil is to the wheels of a railroad carriage. Without oil, the axle soon grows hot and accidents occur. And if there be not a holy cheerfulness to oil our wheels, our spirits will be clogged with weariness. The man who is cheerful in his service of God proves that obedience is his element and he can sing, make me to walk in thy commands, tis a delightful road. Reader, let us put this question, do you serve the Lord with gladness? Let us show to the people of the world who think our religion to be slavery, that it is a delight and a joy. Let our gladness proclaim that we serve a good master. And there we are again, friends, with joy and and the need for even in the most difficult situations to realize our joy comes from a good God. Our joy comes from a God who sent his son to die for us and save us. He loves us that much. And with that kind of love, we have absolutely no reason to be anything but joyful. I love the part of this message where he says, cheerfulness is the support of our strength. In the joy of the Lord, we are strong. It acts like the remover of difficulties. It is to our service what oil is to the wheels of railway carriages. So let the joy oil your life today. I'm going to let it oil mine. Uh, Let's think of Kirby and how wonderfully well he served God. And then let's think about how we can bring that joy into our workplace and serve our coworkers well. Um, So I'm going to conclude with prayer, and I did have a praise report and a prayer request. So one of our family members who listens to the podcast uh, wrote me last night and asked us to lift him up. He is just starting a business in Nigeria. Isn't that exciting? And he, of course, is praying for success, and so we will pray for his successful endeavor as well. And then a praise report. Uh, the young woman we had been praying for who has had quite a lot of health difficulties. She was on a ventilator for months and months and then uh, they were able to uh, just have a tracheotomy and uh, she was actually going to the doctor to get a smaller trach, uh, keeping that hole in her neck open and they said that so much healing has happened that they were able to close up the trach and she no longer needs that assistance. So praise God for that. Um, So let us join in prayer together. Heavenly Father, thank you for this time we have together. Thank you for these great reminders that we had of the joy of serving you, uh, feeling that joy, living that joy, and taking that joy to our coworkers, and then sharing our joy and the source of our joy with the world, much as Kirby did when he said, the reason I do the good I do is because of Jesus. Let us be good witnesses to that fact as well. We bless this brother in Nigeria who's starting a business. We ask you to really come down and inspire him. Give him wisdom. Businesses are tough. Um, Please give him wisdom to help him in this endeavor. And then we praise you for the good health of this young woman that we've been holding up in prayer off and on. 
and thank you for the great medical report she received. Bless this world, relieve us of this pandemic. Instead of the pandemic being here, Father, we beg you to bring revival. Replace the pandemic with revival and show us the role that we might play in that. We ask this in your precious name, amen. So remember that we have a Bible study, Tuesday nights, 7 Central. You are welcome to join us. And all you have to do is uh, email me at lisa at branchliving.com and I can send you the link. You can drop in for one time. You can drop in every week. As I said, we had quite a fluctuation uh, last week. We had eight people come and that was wonderful. Uh, we're in the book of Matthew and that's been a great time to share Matthew together. So you are always welcome to come. And also remember to visit us at Facebook. Remember that you can email me your prayer requests and your praise reports at lisa at branchliving.com. It's been a joy to be with you today. Have a blessed weekend. We'll be together again very, very soon. But until then, stay close to God, stay in touch, and I will chat with you again shortly. God bless.